On this episode of the Real Talk podcast, I chat with Eddie Ryder. He called in from Asia. He's currently playing keys for Sean Mendez. We had a really great conversation. It was really great to just hear his journey and how it's come along. A part of the conversation that really stood out to me was when Eddie was discussing how certain things in the moment he didn't really realize were moments of opportunity and he was only able to realize that while looking back. And it was just really inspiring because I feel like a lot of artists are in situations where they're like, wow, why am I doing this? This isn't really making a lot of money right now. Should I even be here? And just to hear that Eddie was having those thoughts in some form when he was first starting out and then they eventually did turn into some great things. It was just really inspiring. And I hope you guys get inspired as much as I did from this podcast. Enjoy. Tell me about the tour. How, how's it been going right now? You're in, are you in Beijing or are you in Shanghai? We're in Shanghai right now. So we just got in um, yesterday afternoon and we play tomorrow night. And this is, I think for all of us, the first time being here. So we're definitely trying to cram in as much sightseeing and everything as we can. Have you gotten any chance to like soak in some of the culture or is it like super new for you right now? Um, it's, it is very new. We've, uh, we're very like fortunate yesterday. The, um, the promotion, uh, company like took us out for like this amazing dinner. Um, and, uh, what else did we do? We like ran around to, like to all these different, like famous, like dumpling places. And it's been super cool. I'm just trying to like see all like the different foods and stuff that we can get. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we actually we met up with uh, one saxophone player that we've done uh, we've had him play with us on some award shows and some TV performances, and he's he's out here with uh, with like a, a fusion group, and they happen to be playing like a few blocks away from the hotel, so we got to go see them last night, which was was awesome. Amazing! I'm sure you didn't think you'd run into some friends while you're on the other side of the world, but hey. No, it, it it does happen sometimes. Um, strangely enough, like I, I've got one other buddy who's um, is a DJ out of Toronto. I, I lived with him for for many years, and you know, on like this this big house of musicians. And um, we we had like two or three dates that lined up when we we're doing our U.S. tour, where we we're just like following each other around. We saw each other in Boston and then in in Montreal, and I think we lined up in uh, in New York also. And then you'll like go for a year without seeing some people. And it's just, it's so strange how it, how it lines up sometimes. Yeah. And it's almost, and I can imagine when you see those people, it's like no time has passed. You haven't, it's like you just saw them yesterday because I'm sure, you know, building and being in the same industry, you guys connect on so many levels. Oh yeah, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's a good feeling, especially like when it's it's someone that you've that you've been like really close with for however many years or whatever, and then you see them like doing their thing and you're doing your thing, and it's like it's really it's it's really inspiring and like it's it feels awesome just like knowing that like everyone's still going and everyone's still doing this, especially with with my buddy. Um, that I used to live with because it's just like it was just house musicians that were all 
all just trying to make something of this <laughs> all at this point in our life where we like couldn't pay rent and it was like it was such a struggle and then but when you're like out there and you're in like another city or whatever and you're on tour and you get to meet up with them and it's just like hey we're doing this like <laughs> we're actually doing this and it's it's the best feeling in the world yeah man can you talk a bit about that journey like did you were you always a musical kid? Did you go to school for music and then, you know, music was always a big thing or did it come a little later as a teenager? Uh no, I, I started I started very young. Um I did like the piano lesson thing, um, starting at six and did like guitar lessons and always did music through school. Um so I was yeah, I was that nerdy kid in high school that was in like every like band I could possibly be in and uh yeah from that like went to uh to my undergrad in piano and then my master's in composition and I've just kind of always tried to immerse myself in it in any way I possibly could and while doing all that playing in whatever band would have me or for whatever singer would be like oh hey we have a gig in like the middle of nowhere Ontario do you want to go and would always just be like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so were you always into the idea of like being in a band? Did you ever do the solo thing as yourself as an artist or did you always see yourself as a studio musician and then also being in bands and that sort of thing? Um, always wanted to be, always wanted to be with a band. There, there were definitely some points where um, there was no band and then I, I would definitely like write more and like record tracks like as my own thing. And I did a, a lot of that through school also just for like major, like final projects or whatever, but I, it was never anything I really pursued by myself. Um, it was definitely always much happier when, when there was a group of people. <laughs> and then as you made, you know, that transition, like you were saying with your friends about, you know, you guys see each other and it's like, shit, man, like, we've come so far from those days where we can't pay bills. Was there like a, a moment or something that happened in your career that you were like, shit, this is a career. Like this isn't, you know, me just struggling to keep this afloat. This is a real thing. Was there something that happened, a specific gig or moment or person you met that really made that click? Um, there, that's a great question. There are definitely some moments that I look at as like, the the main stepping stones of like my career getting to another level. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking about like what points to to bring up here. I remember clearly there's there's one point when I was I was in my undergrad where I just I started with this this cover band, and I remember joining them. And the band leader just gave like a list of dates, like through till the end of the year. And at that point, I um, I was teaching also, and just like got in at a at a school that like just for private lessons that that had given me a lot of students and a lot of dates there. And I, I remember that moment, like while I was still in school, like trying to figure it out, being like, oh, okay, uh, I'm actually I, I've got a lot of shows coming up. I'm I've got a lot of students and like actually at this point where I could be paying rent just by doing music related things. I remember that was a big point for me. And then um, another big point 
several years later, I was work I started working with an artist named Francesco Yates. And I remember the auditioning for for him and then starting playing with him and we started touring and then we started like going to the States and going to Europe and that that was another uh, another I guess, stepping stone for me where I started feeling like, okay, this, this is, this is really like going the direction that, that I want it to. Th- does that make sense? Does that kind of answer it? No, absolutely, man. I can imagine as you start traveling Europe, you're with, you know, artists, the, the team starts getting bigger. You start, it starts to hit you like shit. Like, I think this is a new level. I, you probably didn't realize it all at once, but then you started to look back. It sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. You can definitely say that. And then when um, when everything with Sean happened, that was that, that was a whole other thing. That I'd, I mean, all of this is, is something I never could have dreamt of. But there's definitely a point where I was like, "There's no way I'll make money doing music." And then I was paying rent doing it, and like super grateful to be able to to do that at all and not be holding down like. Um, a coffee shop job, which I did for a bit, and I don't drink coffee, so it was. <laughs> y- you can imagine how bad it was that job. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I didn't get fired. I really don't know why I didn't get fired. Um, but yeah, I just. It, yeah, like super grateful that I was able to just make a living just playing music on its own, and then when it got to a point of okay, we actually get to tour. It was like it was like mind blowing for me. I was like, Wait, oh, I actually I get to just leave for a few months and and play music every day. Like this is amazing, and then absolutely no words for everything that's happened since since joining with Sean. Like it's just been it's been the most amazing ride, and <laughs> with the most amazing people. And I'm just so thankful that that we get to do it. <laughs> I feel like that's something, you know, that's definitely a thing that not a lot of artists get to experience. And it's definitely a goal for especially young artists who are just starting out. What is there something you could say that, you know, maybe some advice or step that you took that really helped you get in that position? I mean, whether it was right place at the right time or just putting in the effort, but do you think that there's something you can offer to like a young artist who's like, Hey, if you want to be in this sort of position, maybe doing this or that would help. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and with the whole like right place, right time, that is definitely a thing. That is definitely a thing as, as discouraging as it can sound for, um, for someone who's, who's trying to get into it. But there, there's a way to set yourself up for that, I think. And you can, ideally you want to, you want to, make yourself be in the right place and at the right time. And what I mean by that is the, what I found anyways from, from my journey is just the more I played with everyone, the more I showed up and made sure I learned my parts and did my best to get a call back with every different artist or every different bar band or any different person I played with, the more I was in everyone's mind. So when when a, a point comes up where they say, oh, well, we need a keyboardist for ABCD or whatever, 
your name is there, is in the list at least, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think a lot of the opportunities that, that I've been lucky enough to, to have been offered, I think a lot of them have come just from me taking a lot of other opportunities that stem from something else. And like it, it, like going back to when we were talking about like, oh, just like starting to to make money in music and anything like that, like taking the bar gig that wasn't the best gig, but putting putting your all into that and trying to make the best out of it that you could. And everything everything in this industry is so community based. Where I play this one bar gig and maybe the percussionist on that gig said, oh, I have this other project. We need a keyboardist to come in next weekend. Are you available? And then you go, oh, okay, yeah. And then maybe you get a few gigs with, with that group. And then maybe the basis from that group says, oh, I, I have this, this wedding gig or this corporate gig or whatever that's coming up in a month and our keyboardist can't make it. Are you okay to fill in for that? And I, I just found that the more... The more you build your network, the more people you meet, the more people you play with that if you hopefully leave a good impression with, the, the higher your chances are of being thought of when an opportunity comes up. It sounds like a big part of what you're saying is too is, you know, the humbleness aspect of it too, whereas like, no, you're not too big for any gig sort of thing, always finding a way to make it work and like, with that, how have you found, like, you know, personality and just being nice and likability is in the industry itself? Because, like, even from when I first met you, you're, you know, you're you're a likable, nice guy, which in the industry well, sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, in the industry sometimes it's hard to find. There's a lot of egos and that sort of thing. So, I mean, has that been something that people have mentioned to you before? Like, hey, you know what, I besides you being super talented as hell, like we also just like, like you as a dude, is that a big aspect for young musicians too, when they're coming up? Possibly. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've been super fortunate that like all the top of groups I've worked with have been really, really awesome people. Um, and yeah, I could easily see it being like going very south very quickly with, with the environment um, that, that you're kind of in day to day, but yeah, with, with gigging, with touring, with everything, it's, you're, you're, you're with family, you're with people that you see more than your actual family and you're stuck in a bus with them for, for months on end. And so how, how you handle yourself and how you react in, in those situations is definitely a huge factor. Um, you you don't want to you don't want someone that that's really bringing a negative vibe to everything because it it can so quickly change the entire tour change the entire band change the the entire experience um so yeah i i do think that's that's definitely definitely a huge part of it just yeah <laughs> try to be try to be the best person you can around everyone and yeah, like I said, I've been super, super lucky to have been surrounded by such such amazing people on this on this whole journey. Have you ever experienced a time where 
you know, you had maybe a major obstacle or a huge piece of adversity you needed to overcome that you'd say like, wow, at that moment, I felt like, you know, it was the end of the world. But now I look back and if that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't have made this leap. That is a great question. <laughs> say, that one, say that one more time. I, I'm trying to think about the best one to bring up. Yeah, no, basically, man, I'm just looking for, you know, what would be a major piece of adversity that when you look back at it, you're like, wow, that was the end of the world in that moment for me. But now I look back and if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have made this leap or been in this position. So, you know, you're kind of thankful for it, but you didn't realize it in that moment of like, you know, a horrible situation, which what you thought it was. Oh man, I, I've got a few that are coming to mind, and I know as soon as I hang up, I'm gonna be like, "That's the one I should have talked about." Um, <laughs> there's uh, with with some of the, I guess you'd say the, the bigger opportunities that that I've been given, or like some of the the artists I've gotten to work with, I can definitely trace back. Uh, like where I got the call from and what awful gig I was on. Um, <laughs> I know, like, there is there's one gig that we played in, uh, in Niagara Falls, or Niagara on the Lake, and they, the show didn't even happen. Because the promoter, I, I, I got to see if I can even remember this right. The promoter kind of just, like, took all the money and ran away and left all the bands to kind of fend for themselves with their set times and, and everything. And the singer I was with said, oh, I'm not dealing with this. And we ended up just walking away from, from the show. But I remember before that, that whole catastrophe happened, we went out for dinner in this like super nice, uh, super nice Thai restaurant. And had like had a lovely meal with the whole band. Every everyone was like super happy, and and I remember from that night, I, I got a call from that drummer for for like some TV stuff with with Eva Avila when she was doing her second record after the whole um, whole Canadian Idol thing, and that was a big moment where I looked back and I was just like, that, that was the connection that kind of led to this happening. <laughs> like that show didn't even happen. <laughs> We all walked away with nobody. <laughs> just like drove back in the two hours or whatever it is to Toronto. Um, and, and there's there's a few moments like that where like it's on the strangest, weirdest show, and like people I met on that kind of led to something better. Um, and, and then uh, of course the other side of that question, um, there's. <laughs> there's points in school or there's points in rehearsals or whatever where you just where I remember feeling like I was the absolute worst musician in the world and you're you're getting your ass kicked and you're just like I, I don't know if I can keep up with this but th those moments I, I always remember kind of just keeping in my mind like I know where I want to be with this and I know this is part of, of getting there and I just gotta keep practicing and keep keep going through it. And on on the other end, I know it's gonna turn out where where I want to end up. That's great, man.
I mean, the next thing I was going to segue to was advice for young artists if you had one piece to give. But I feel like, you know, that's one of the best pieces you could give is like, you know, you've been in that position where a lot of artists have been where it's like, wow, this is the end of the world right now. Should I just give up? I suck kind of thing. And the importance of just overcoming that mentality. Would you say like you put that at the top of, you know, one of the most difficult things? The mentality? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I, I think a lot of where I've, I've been lucky enough to be able to go is because, because I'm stubborn. <laughs> I just kind of keep going that stuff when maybe it doesn't make the most sense to. Uh, the, the biggest thing I could say is it, it takes time. It takes so much time. And it, it takes a lot of a lot of gigs and a lot of a lot of moments that you really feel aren't going anywhere and aren't worth it. But just persistence. If you just keep at it, it it, it does start happening, but it, it takes years and years to do. So there, there's definitely a light at the end of the tunnel and it, it definitely grows, but it's a it's a long haul. <laughs> Yeah, and just having that vision, man, and, you know, that you're joking about the stubbornness, but, like, I think that's, you know, what it takes because it's, it's an industry where almost everybody tells you that something's a bad idea when it could possibly be one of the best ideas you've ever had. You know what I mean? It's that weird place mm -hmm. with creativity where there's no real right answer. Yeah, and that you're, you're very right when you say that. There's so many things where it's like, oh, this song, like, you can have such a night or day opinion on it, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean where it's going to end up or anything. Being a lot of songs where I've heard them and I'm being like, Oh, I don't know if this is the best thing ever. And then it becomes huge or vice versa. Or I think this is, this is the best thing in the world. And then it just doesn't end up happening. So. Absolutely, man. I think a lot of it is just believe in, yourself know what you've got know what you've got to offer and just just keep pushing <laughs> well honestly this has been absolutely great i really appreciate you sharing your time and before i let you go and start your day um one of my favorite questions that i ask almost every guest that i have is what are you currently listening to what's in your headphones whether it's old music or new music what's What's really inspiring you right now? Oh, great question. All right, hold up. I'm pulling out my, my history here. Um, <laughs> thanks. A hundred percent thanks. I had no idea who she was up until this year and started getting into her maybe a couple weeks before her third album dropped. And I'm absolutely loving it. Um, emotional Oranges. Uh, actually, if you know who they are, I know um, them from uh, from Rory from the Joe Bun podcast. That's the only connection I, I think he manages. Okay, I, I never heard of them up until a week ago. When okay, with the singer, and she's like, I want to go for this vibe, and I can't stop listening to them now. <laughs> They're so good. Um, the, yeah, those are the two big ones right now. Maggie Rogers also. All right. Well, honestly, man, again, thanks so much. And this has been a great conversation. I'm excited to to share this and you shared a ton of great 
great advice for some young artists, which I'm, I'm really excited to share. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it, man. No, thank you, man. And enjoy, enjoy the rest of the tour. Enjoy Asia. And I look forward to running into you when you're back in Toronto. Awesome. Thank you so much, Steve. Thanks, man. Have a good one.